A, a big thank you to Celebration Brass. It is always an honor and a privilege anytime that you're with us. And I'll just give a, a brief plug, and I know it's a long way away. Uh, the full Celebration Brass does a Christmas concert here in December. You won't want to miss it. It will be the highlight of, of your Christmas season. And so thank you for sharing your gift with us uh, at different times throughout the year, but we're grateful for you. Can we say thank you? Uh, to the Celebration Brass once again. <clears throat> it's good to open God's Word together, so I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles and turn them on to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 is where we're going to look today. That's going to be our Bible study for today. I'm going to ask everybody at home uh, to do that as well, and let's dive into God's Word because we don't have a lot of time today. So with a show of hands across the sanctuary, who gets tomorrow off? Raise your hand if you get tomorrow off. Raise it high. And there you go. And then everybody's going to be like, the people that aren't raising their hands are like, good for you, right? It's like, uh, God doesn't give us a spirit of jealousy or anything like that. And, and none of you are lucky enough to have my job. I mean, I only have to work an hour a week. So that's pretty amazing. If you can, it's a great gig if you can get it. If you actually believe that, no, right? But, um, but uh, when we think about work, um, different things comes to our mind because we all have different experiences with work. Some will wear ties, some will wear coveralls, some will wear lab coats, some will uh, do the work as a calling, feeling like this is what they were made to do. Others will do it just for a paycheck. Some people are the owner or the boss, and others just work for other people. Some have steady work. Some have two jobs. Some people wish they had a job, but we all work in some way. Some are white-collar. Some are blue-collar. Some receive a good salary. Others earn minimum wage, and some work for no salary at all. Some work taking care of children or grandchildren or aging parents, or an aging spouse, a special needs family member, work that is probably the hardest work of their life, but they will never receive a penny. We all work. Some of us hate our jobs, and we do it because we have to do it. And some of us love our jobs a little too much, and we actually end up becoming workaholics. And then all of a sudden we have this obsession with the job, and the title, and the money. Tim Keller said this, when work becomes your idol, if you're successful, it goes to your head. If you're a failure, it goes to your heart. So be careful to find your identity in Christ alone. See, a lot of times we forget that we are God's masterpiece. We've been in Ephesians since I don't know, the beginning of summer, we'll continue this month and looking that he is working in our life. And one of the things he created you to do was to work. He designed you that way to create and build and steward his creation. Our worship of God is not just something we do on Saturday or Sunday. It's something we do Monday through Friday with our lives, with our calling, with our work. So work isn't just a part of our life. It's part of our discipleship. There's going to be a pie chart on the screen above, and so for simplicity, I just broke it down into thirds, that we sleep for eight hours a day, or I hope you do, 
We work for eight hours a day, and some of you are like, are you kidding, only eight hours? But just for the purpose of this graph, eight hours of work, eight hours of sleep, and then eight hours of everything else. So where does God fit into that? A lot of times we think, well, God fits into the everything else section, because that would be like our family and our friends and our hobbies and what we do and where we go and all the extra things, and then God's in there somewhere, but if work is such a big part of our life, I believe that God wants to be a part of that as well. It's Labor Day weekend. I want to see what God says about our work. He says a lot about our work, and to fully understand the significance of work, the spiritual significance of work, we have to start at the very beginning, which is the book of Genesis. And at the beginning of the book of Genesis, we don't see God as some idle deity just sitting there. We see a God who is working from the very beginning. He's creating. He says, let there be light. And then he creates the, the earth and the sky and the animals. And then finally comes to us, his crowning creation. And he says, I'm going to make them in my image, in my likeness. And so if God is at work, you were created for work. You were created to, to have work inside of you, that creativity, that stewardship to cultivate, to build. Humans were created for work. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28 said, God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. God's idea for us is to subdue, that word could be steward, that we would steward his creation, a, a call that still is to this day that we are called to build and create and to steward the gifts that God has given us. And so really, work should never be a four-letter word in your mind. It should be something that you say, this is what I was created to do. A lot of people think work came after the fall. Like, that's what happened. Like, like, okay, we sinned and now we have to work. But if you'll notice, these commands come before the fall. They come in Genesis chapter 1, before Genesis chapter 3. And so, listen to me. You were created for work. And so, if you're created for work, what does the Bible say about work? What does the Bible say about that big part of your day, the big part of your life? And that's where we get to Ephesians chapter 6. And so, read along with me here and we'll just do a Bible study of these verses. Chapter 6, verse 5 of the book of Ephesians says, Slaves, obey your earthly masters in respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only when, to win their favor when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do, whether they are slave or free. Here's some things. They're not on the screen, but if you want to write them down, just this is something that I get from this as I studied it and we looked at the original language and all of these things. What are we being taught about work? Number one, it's worship. Our work is worship. It's a part of what we do and we do it for the Lord. We know that work is hard. It can be difficult at times. And so we're told in this passage of Scripture, I want you to work hard. I want you to obey. That's hard to get sometimes, right? That, that I'm called to obey my boss. I'm called to obey my master in this case. And, and 
And so what does it mean to obey? If you, if you look at that original language and you dive a little deeper and put it into our language today, it would be something like, you need to work heartily. You need to work without complaining. You need to, to work respectfully when your boss asks you to do something. Can I put it in, in really modern language? You know what this verse is telling us to do? It's telling us, when you work, work with a smile. Work with a smile. That whatever you're asked to do, whatever you're called to do, you do it with a smile. And you don't just do it when somebody's watching you, you do it all the time. Not just when you're going to get a reward. He says, you're called to work hard, work with a smile. Why? Because I'm not serving people, I'm actually serving God. My boss may have asked me to do something, but in reality, I'm doing it as unto the Lord. That it's that now I'm under the orders of God saying, okay, this is what I'm asking you to do. And so God has an assignment for me and you at work, and that's to obey, that's to work hard, that's to do our work with a smile without complaining, and so we do that. And when we do that, God becomes our boss. God is our Lord. He's our master. He's our savior. But we do it as unto him. So every task I do now becomes worship to him. And this is really important because what that does is it's, it's just now changed everybody's job in the room. No one has a secular job. We all have sacred work. Because we're not working for man, we're working for God. You're saying, well, Pastor Darrell, you know, obviously, you have a sacred job. You work for the church. You work for God. We all work for God. There's no distinction between the secular and the sacred when it comes to work. And what happens with work is sometimes it becomes so monotonous, like we just go to sleep, we wake up, we go to work, and we kind of do that again and again and again. And the days become monotonous or the very ordinary, or sometimes there's really difficult days sprinkled in there, and we're like, Man, this is just really hard. Any job you have is going to be difficult. And there are going to be days that are just monotonous and just the same thing that I did the other day. And when we don't keep our eyes on Jesus, when we don't keep our eyes on who we're serving, that monotony, those difficulties, that's what the enemy is going to use to, to get into your heart and mind and destroy your work, to destroy your attitude, to bring you down. Because you're not called just to go through a monotonous day or a difficult day on your own. You're called to go through it with the Lord and with His help. And I'm not working for just the people around me or those angry customers. I'm actually working as unto the Lord and I'm working with a smile. And so every day, no matter what I'm doing, I need to focus on God and wake up okay, and say, God, here I am. I'm reporting for duty. Whatever you call me to do today, I will do it with a smile. There's a spiritual classic, probably one of the greatest books of the Christian faith called Practicing the Presence of God. It's a book I've gone back to many times over the years, and um, it's, it's an old book. Uh, it comes from Brother Lawrence. Brother Lawrence in the 1600s joined a monastery. Brother Lawrence was uneducated. He didn't have a lot of talents. He was kind of the least of these. And so when Brother Lawrence joined the monastery, um, they gave him the jobs of really serving the other monks. He would do the dishes, take out the trash, things like that. And actually, he did that his entire life. 
that that was his call that he received while everybody else was praying and studying and leading and doing all the churchy things. He was the one taking care of all the chores. During that time, he was journaling and he was writing, and he talks about how washing a dish is serving the Lord. Taking out the garbage is serving. That, that everything he did, he did for the Lord. That, every, that he practiced the presence of God. That God was with him in the most minute, ordinary detail. In the most difficult chore he had, God was with him. And what I find so fascinating about the book, not only does it keep our mind in the right place, it's that from that monastery, we don't remember any of the other names. The smartest the brightest, the best, the most gifted, we remember the one who cleaned the dishes because he was the one that had a heart after God. He was the one who did his diligence, did his work, did it as unto the Lord. See, the master that you and I are serving is Christ, and he is the master of masters. You don't work for your boss. You don't work for the owner. You don't work for the shareholders. You work for God. And he is over them. And he makes it very clear in his word that he judges without partiality. So if, you know, you can say, well, well, my boss is this way or, or the owner is this way or, you know, just fill in the blank. And, you know, there's someone above whoever the highest person is. And he says, look, I'm going to judge all the good and all the bad. And I'm going to show no partiality. And, and that's kind of what Paul's saying here as, as he comes to a conclusion of this passage of Scripture. is like, hey, masters, if you're in charge of anybody, if you're the boss, don't bully. Don't threaten. Don't abuse. Don't use your power in a wrong way. Because I'm watching. And God says, I don't show partiality. I don't show partiality to the poor, to the rich, to the worker, to the boss. Each person will be judged. And so... Um, Boss, watch yourself. That's good for all of us, right? To realize that God is watching what I do. And, and what I love about this, listen, this is, this is where it gets really good. If God's my boss, I can't wait to see my paycheck, right? And if I'm doing it with a smile and I'm serving him, I can't wait to see the blessing that's in store. And again, it may not be a financial blessing, but God can bless us in so many ways. Well, first of all, heaven, right? Let's, let's, that's coming. Amazing, right? God's going to bless you right now as well. He's watching you. He's watching you work. He's watching everything you do. He's watching everything that's done to you. He's going to take really good care of you. He's going to take care of your family. He's a good God. He's a God of blessing. He's a God of generation to generation. And so if I'm working for him, I'm going to have a good paycheck may not be zeros on the actual check I get, but I'm going to get a good paycheck because God is going to take good care of me. I think that work was part of God's plan because it's such a big part of our life. And what's beautiful about that is that God then has us go all over. Tomorrow or the next day, we're going to go all over to different places in different people's lives, and we are going to show who God is. We're going to show the love of Jesus wherever we go. 
And God has us in certain places at certain times. You may say, well, I just, I'm just doing this job just to make some money right now. He's got you there right now for a reason, and you're going to serve him, and you're going to love others, and you're going to show Jesus to this world through your work. Why are you smiling? Why are you doing what the boss, why are you working so hard when no one's looking? Why are you making everybody look bad because you're working so hard? You're going to get all that. Like, and it's like, just you, you're going to show God's love wherever you go. And here's the other thing, is this is really hard to do. So you're going to need to rely on him. You're not going to be able to do this in your strength. You try to show up Monday or Tuesday morning with a smile on your face, that's going to last about 15 minutes. You're going to need the power of God. And you know what's beautiful about it is, is we've already talked about the power of the Holy Spirit, but God wants to go to work with you. He wants you relying on him. He wants to bring his love, his power into your workplace. And that's why I think work's such a big part of our life, that we would not only go out in his love, but that we would be empowered by his love and we'd be relying on him and talking to him all throughout the day like, Jesus, I need you today. The difficulties of life, God doesn't give them to us. He uses them in our life to draw us to him. And so whatever you're facing at work, just realize, okay, God's using this in a powerful way. And when I work for God, I do get the ultimate paycheck, the ultimate inheritance. I get to experience God. And what I love about this is, listen to me, what you do has a purpose. You can say, man, nobody would care if I didn't show up. They just find somebody else to do it. What you do has a purpose. What you do matters. Wherever your feet go, whatever your hands do, it matters because it matters to God. And he's called you and he's placed you there. One more verse before we pray. Colossians 3.17. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him whatever you do, in any part of the pie chart, do it as unto the Lord, and he will bless you. Would you bow your heads and your hearts with me this morning? We're just going to have a moment of reflection before we pray and, and go, and, and uh, I just want to talk to you with your head bowed and your eyes closed, and I, I want to tell you something that I pray for you, um, because we pray for the church, and when you put a request out with Pastor Joel and Jennifer in the lobby. We're going to pray for that this week. But one thing I pray for everyone in our church, when you come to mind or I'm going through the database, I, I pray that God blesses you at work, that God gives you favor at work, that God gives you promotion at work, that God provides every um, need that you have at work. I pray that for all of you because I believe that God wants to use you in kingdom work, in sacred work, wherever you're at. And so I'm believing for that divine favor and that divine blessing, the divine provision, and I pray that for you. And so I want you to pray for that too. I want you to believe for that too. But first, I want you to surrender that work part of your life to him right now in prayer. Realizing that you don't work for yourself, you don't work for a boss, that you work for him. That those 8, 10, 12, 14 hour days belong to him. And that he will use you in a powerful way, that he will bless you in an amazing way. That you will bless others with the love of Jesus. 
surrender your work to the Lord. Surrender right now as we pray. God, I thank you that your word speaks to every area of our life. And God, if, if we have just kept you out of our work life just because we didn't know how you fit, Lord, we repent and Lord, we just surrender now every area of our life. We, we surrender the moments we're awake, the moments we're asleep, the moments we're at work, the moments with our family and friends, activities, errands, whatever. Lord, all of our life belongs to you. And right now, we surrender our work life to you. We change our heart. We change our attitude. We no longer work for ourselves or a boss. We now work for you. You have placed us and you will place us this coming week in different situations. And in God, I pray the power of the Holy Spirit would come upon us, that we would work with a smile, that we would show others your love and your grace, your beauty, your strength, your abundant life. Lord, we just yield to your work in our life and, and may our work change from this day on as we serve you. Thank you for taking really good care of us. Thank you for your blessing upon our life. Thank you, God, that you are going to give us favor, promotion. You're going to put us in the right place at the right time. I pray for those right now that are, are looking for work, God, that you would provide work. Lord, I pray for those that are thinking about making a change in work, Lord, that you would bring them to the exact spot you want them to be. Lord, for those that, that work for family or friends and theirs is a life of serving and giving and they'll never see a paycheck for it, God, you give the best paychecks. Would you bless them? in miraculous ways. Give them strength this week to serve with a smile. God, thank you for creating us for work. We give you our whole life once again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.